Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio, and it's 101.3 KPCG. We're online at kpcg.fm, and we have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. All of our podcasts are available there at thetrumpet.com or wherever you like to get your podcasts. Well, we've been hosting the Summer Educational Program, or SEP, for teenagers here on the campus of Herbert W. Armstrong College. And it's been a wonderful time and uh, an exciting time. And, of course, the young people are full of energy and full of life, and it really does add a a lot to this uh, campus. For three weeks, these teens learn a lot. They learn about teamwork. They develop new skills. They make new friends. And in everything, they learn about God's way of life. That's the foundation of everything here at this camp. The Bible is used as the foundation. That's the foundation, God's way of life. The Bible is the foundation of what is taught here at this summer educational program. And it's one thing to read the Bible, and then it's another thing to put God's teachings into practice and see how they work. And sometimes people do read the Bible, but they don't really put it into practice. And so they don't get the benefit of it. They don't see how it really lives and how it really comes alive. God's way comes alive in their life and they have joy and excitement and and they can see that applying God's word works. But it has to be put into practical application. And this summer educational program is one opportunity for young people to do that. And we can all do that. We can all put God's word into action in our lives. So it's something to consider. Do you put God's word to work in your life? It's there for you. God revealed it to be a benefit to you and to all that would read it and apply it. So do you read it? Do you then put it into application within your life? The Bible is an extremely popular text. As a matter of fact, in the last 200 years, there's been over 2.5 billion with a B, billion copies of the Bible sold. So it's around, and it's very common, and maybe because it's so common, people take it for granted. If they grew up in a house where there was a Bible, and maybe people talked about it a little bit, but didn't really put it into practice, well then, you know, they could think, well, it's uh, something that we don't really use. They have that experience with it. And that's probably the case for many people. I mean, just consider that. If you have over 2.5 billion copies of the Bible being sold, can you look back over the last 200 years and see 2.5 billion people who lived according to God's teachings? You're not going to find it. I mean, you just look at the world in general. If that many people were really trying to apply God's word, it would be a different world today. And it's certainly not a world based on the Bible. It's not a world based on the Bible. So there is a disconnect between owning a Bible or even 
you know, occasionally reading it and actually doing what it says, doing what it says. Our summer educational program, it gives teens a chance to see the Bible's teachings being put into practice, and that is an invaluable opportunity. But it's something we can all do. So what are some of the things the Bible can teach us and can show us? Well, here's a quote from our correspondence course. It's titled the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. It's a free course. It's at thetrumpet.com, and you can sign up for it there. And it, it has uh, lessons that will take you through different topics and subjects in your Bible. It's a really valuable tool. Please sign up for it. Absolutely free. Here's a quote from it. It says, This book of books, talking about the Bible, unveils the secrets of human life how we got here, why we were born, and where we are headed. It reveals and describes some of the details of creation, the Creator's purpose for man, and His master plan for accomplishing that purpose. And it shows what lies ahead for mankind. These are some big questions. These are some big topics. And without the Bible, well, we're left to guess. And scientists make hypotheses about, um, you know, where we came from and, and things like that. But the truth of it only comes from the Bible. And the, one of the things, additionally, that the Bible does is it exposes the cause of this world's evils. That's a very confusing thing. Say for young people or anybody, you look around and say, why all these problems? It's terrible, terrible things happening. Why, why is this occurring? Well, the Bible reveals why. Notice this passage in Revelation 12. We have a few passages today, so if you do have a Bible handy, please get it out so we can read these together. The Bible exposes the causes of this world's evils, Revelation 12 and verse 9. It says, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels, or his demons, were cast out with him. Notice that. It deceives the whole world. The whole world. Remember, we talked about how there was 2.5 billion copies of the Bible sold, and probably more than that now. But yet, most people don't understand it or look at it, really, or uh, put it to practice. And, and a big part of that is because Satan deceives the whole world. He confuses people as to what they think about the Bible or gets them distracted, so it's not really something they consider. Satan's deceived the whole world. And look around. You can see the deception on display. The young people, the teens that come to the summer educational program, they know it's a bad world. They see it. Hopefully they don't have too much contact with the, the evils that are out there, but, you know, they see it on the news, certainly. Satan deceives the whole world, and Ephesians 2 and verse 2 shows that he broadcasts his deception, his moods, his attitudes. He broadcasts that. And people, whether they're young children or they're teens or adults, are all influenced by Satan's broadcasting. And we teach the teens that. Most people, most people don't think about that. Most teens don't think anything of that. They think, well, I, I'm in a bad mood, and that's just the way it is, if they're in a bad mood that day. Well, is there a broadcast there that's affecting that, that's really, that's really causing that? Now, we all have our ups and downs, I suppose, but I mean we should generally be happy and joyful and, 
and uh, shouldn't be depressed, but Satan's broadcasting those types of things. How do we know that? Well, the Bible teaches it, and it impacts people. It influences people. Notice this in Jeremiah 17 and verse 9. Jeremiah 17 and verse 9, it says, The heart is deceitful above all things, and it's desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's that the thinking of a, a person is wicked. It's uh, deceptive above all things. Well, Satan's deceiving people. He deceives people's thinking in their minds and, and uh, broadcasts those negative attitudes. And people pick up on that or are tuned into it to varying degrees. And, you know, just sort of think, well, that's normal. That's normal life, but it's not. See, the Bible shows us the cause of evils, and it shows us how to fight that. You know, we teach our young people that they have to fight against and conquer Satan. How is that possible? How can a person do that? Well, again, we go to the Bible. The Bible gives us those answers as well. Notice this in Ephesians 6. Ephesians 6, in verse 10 It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. No one's going to conquer Satan on their own effort, their own human ability. It's going to have to be uh, God helping them and empowering them. Verse 11, it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Remember, he deceives the whole world, but you can stand against him. If you put on the whole armor of God, if God's given you a a mind to understand that. Verse 12, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. See, there's things that come up in life and people can think, well, this is this is a one person against another person or something like that. But it says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. In verse 13, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. And then it goes on to some more specifics about the armor of God. It's not my purpose to get into that today. You can read about that here in Ephesians 6, but it's just showing the point that we teach our young people to fight Satan. You can fight him. You can conquer him. You have to understand that he exists You have to understand that he does broadcast. You have to be aware of those broadcasts. And then you have to draw close to God and rely upon his power. And then you can conquer him. Teens can do that. Adults can do that. You know, they can fight against Satan. And again, your mind has to be open to really believe and understand these things and seek God. But but, uh, if your mind is open to that, you can really stand and you can fight against his broadcast. See, we wouldn't know that Satan's broadcasting, and we wouldn't know how to fight his broadcast unless we saw it in God's word. How else would we know that? That's not something that a person can just discern with their five senses. You can't see Satan. You can see the results of what he does. But, you know, how would we know about his existence even? Well, it's in the Bible. Again, hopefully you can see the value of the Bible. And that's probably why you listen to this program. You probably do. But sometimes, you know, we can 
even if we see it, we don't see it maybe as much as we should and don't realize how valuable it is. And that's one of the things that we really try to teach the teenagers here at the summer educational program is to value the Bible and to use it and to see that it's, it's not just a, in, you know, an interesting book, but that it is a guide for life. Now think of all the, the benefits of applying God's word. There's so many of them. And as we teach our young people, and, and it applies to all of us, but God does tell us that we have to make a choice. We have to make a choice. Will we obey God and conquer Satan? See, it's a choice that we have to make. We're not going to be forced. God won't force us. But he tells us to make a choice. And we tell the young people that here at the Summer Educational Program. We have to make a choice. The choice is up to each individual, but they have to make it. Notice uh, Deuteronomy 30 here in verse 19. This is a very famous passage and uh, one that's good to remember and burn into our minds as much as we can, where God says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. See, there's a choice that we have to make. And people make choices all the time, even if they're not consciously thinking about it. They are making choices, and in most cases, people just go with the flow of things, and they choose Satan's way. It's a way of selfishness, of self-centeredness, of doing things that, that a person would think, well, this is to my advantage, but really it's not, because it's, it's selfish, and it's self-centered, and it doesn't, doesn't work. But, you know, it appears like it might, <laughs> and Satan's a master at deceiving, so his false ways, his ways of get, they seem they seem good. Like they seem like they would work, but Satan's deceptive in all of it. And we have to make a choice. We have to make a choice. And at this summer educational program we teach teens about God's way and then again give them a chance to really put it into practice. You know, we start the the day off with a, a Bible form. And then they get a chance to go out and put it into practice. They get a chance to go out there and play sports. They get a chance to go out there and, you know, uh, learn about a new skill. And when they do that, then they get a, you know, a test and a trial sometimes. Maybe it's, you know, uh, a sport they're not good at. So they have to battle with that. But it's a chance to put God's way into practice in very practical ways. And God wants us to see his way work and wants us to then choose it. We've got to choose it. See the blessings that God wants to give all of us. They're there. They're, they're, he's ready to give them. But we have to choose to follow him and obey him. And choose life, as it says there in Deuteronomy 30 and verse 19. Notice uh, one other passage here in Second Timothy 3. Um, and we've got two more passages, but this one says, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God, and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. See, it's valuable for all of those things, putting, putting it into practice. And when we study God's word, I mean, that's, that's how he speaks to us. You know, he speaks to us when we study his word. That's, that's him speaking to us. And then he wants us to do 
certain things and then other things avoid for our good, for our benefit. The correspondence course says the word inspiration here in this passage in 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16, in the Greek it means God breathed. In other words, God personally coordinated the Bible's development and directly inspired its writing. The Bible is the authoritative word of God in print. It is a supernatural feat and worthy of careful study. It's worthy of careful study, and it's it's a it's a treasure it's a treasure uh, chest, so to speak, where you can go in there. And you can just get out as much as you want, but you have to apply it, and it's from the very mind of God. One one last passage here. This is Deuteronomy eleven, verses eighteen through twenty one. You know why? Why follow God's word? Why teach it to young people? Well, of course, we we want to be blessed. We want to go the way that brings blessings, and God tells us very specifically to work to keep his word and then teach the next generation to as well. Deuteronomy 11 and verse 18, it says, Therefore shall you lay up these words, they're God's words, in your heart and in your soul and, and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontlets between your eyes. In other words, really, you know, do the word and have it in mind, work with it, live by it. Verse 19, and you shall teach them to your children, speaking of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up, you know, teach God's truth. Let, let them see it in action. Verse 20, and you shall write them upon the doorposts of your house and upon your gates that your days may be multiplied and the days of your children in the land which the eternal Swear unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven upon the earth. So when we apply God's word and we live by it and we teach the young people to do the same, then there's just blessings. There's a a multiplication of days, you know, good days. And it leads into eternity. But good days on this earth first. So God's word is so valuable. That's why we have it as the foundation of our summer educational program. And it needs to be the foundation of all of our lives. If you'd like to learn more about this, you can, of course, sign up for our free correspondence course. That's the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. It's free, and it's at thetrumpet.com. And if you'd like to learn more about the summer educational program or some of the other programs here on the campus of Herbert W. Armstrong College, including some really exciting uh, information about a dig in Jerusalem and some other things that are ongoing You can find all of that at thetrumpet.com. There's a lot of great uh, information there, and that'll get you everything that you uh, would like to know. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. Thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I'm Dwight Falk. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.